Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Judgment Call Podcast. As always, this is Miles Wilson, and today we have another rookie update for you. This is going to be for the New York football giants and their fans. If you are unfamiliar with the concept, and if you haven't listened to any of the other ones to familiarize yourself with how I'm doing them, it is just going to be a brief, quick update about how all your rookies are progressing since the April draft as we head into the season and camp start to get underway. You want to know how your rookies are doing because if you're in the top 10 picks, especially your rookies probably going to be expected to contribute more. This is just how they're doing, how they're coming along and anything that is a threat to their spot on the 53 man roster or anything that is boosting them up the 53 man roster. And how I'm getting all this is I'm doing all the heavy lifting for you. I'm watching all the interviews, listening to all the podcasts. I'm listening to all the coaching conference, coaching press conferences. I'm watching all the practices, all the live scrimmages. Everything is pretty much available out there. If you know how to get to it, I'm fine to get, I'm going through the web, finding it for you, condensing it down into a short, sweet podcast, trying not to go over 15 minutes. Don't want to take too much of your time. Let's go ahead and get into it. First round pick, Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia. This is my number one ranked offensive lineman, period. Heading into the draft, so there is no surprise at all that he's already looking like a potential cornerstone tackle. Doesn't mean he's been perfect, but he does look good. He's lost a few 1v1s to more experienced pass rushers. But all reports from offensive line coach Mark Colombo suggest that Thomas is really self-aware about what he needs to improve upon and that he wants to put in the work to correct it. Currently, he's working on his hand striking and fine-tuning his technique. Played well in the first team scrimmage. And he even forced a fumble on an interception return from Darnay Holmes. That's a hustle play. Um, it would have been a pick six otherwise, but he went out there, made a play, got a fumble. Offense got the ball as a result of it. That's what you want to hear. Your rookies are going out there and making those plays that are going to turn some heads. Clearly a day one starter. No need to labor on that. Work ethic. Work ethic of a franchise left tackle is what I'm hearing. Uh, Xavier McKinney. Second pick. Ah, this one hurts. This one really hurts. There were so many glowing reviews. Um, Even Julian Love talked highly about this guy. Here's a quote for you. When Xavier Woods drafted, I just thought, wow, that's great firepower for us, Love said. I had heard about him. I know he is how he is as a person, as a player, how he repairs. I think that's what we needed around here. And it was. Everything out of camp surrounding Xavier McKinney's name was fantastic. Joe Judge spoke so highly about him. He sounded really excited when people asked him questions about McKinney and how they'd be using him. It sounded like they were going to maximize his versatility and get as much out of him as they could in their new multiple defense base set. And if it's a base set and it's multiple D, that means they're probably going to run a lot of nickel packages. So McKinney would be out there all the time. But unfortunately, at today's practice, he suffered a fracture to his left foot. And if you know anything about fractures to feet, they're not detrimental. You can come back from a foot break, but they take forever to heal. That's the injury that happened to Cam Newton, depending on how he broke it. There's not too many details about it yet. But what we do know is that he broke his foot. Uh, he's going to be out for a while. Not sure how long he's going to be out. But when he gets back, he'll be good. That's I, that's silver lining. Uh, the defensive backs coach, Jerome Henderson, said he's a natural and that they're really excited to have him in the mix. 
Uh, they're going to have to wait a little bit longer now, but it's not like I guess they're going to compete this year, but you still want your rookies out there, and it's a shame that they're not getting a guy this talented out on the field. So that's really unfortunate, but just know whenever he does get back that they have a really good player in Xavier McKinney. Next pick, Matt Pert, offensive tackle, UConn. Initially, I thought this pick would be an investment because if you paid attention in the draft and if this isn't your first time hearing about Matt Pert, he had a really high floor coming out of UConn. It's just we didn't know what his ceiling was going to be. We thought that this might be it. The Matt Pert we're getting out of UConn is the Matt Pert you're going to get in the NFL, and that's it. He might not do anything out of that. All I knew was that he was a high floor guy and he'd be ready in a year or so when Solder's finally gone. But Nate Solder opted out of 2020 due to the coronavirus, and there's been more opportunity for Pert to shine, and there has been definite noise of him becoming the starting right tackle. They're not bringing him along super fast. They're not trying to rush him into the spot, but he's competing at that high of a level to the point where it's serious. It, it is a serious consideration that they're thinking about putting him in right tackle. Um, and it's, I think they're only bringing him a little along a little bit slower because he's a later round pick, but he's definitely looking the part. He's put on nine pounds of solid muscle this offseason. He looks more physically stout. Um, Joe Judge, honestly, he said, just give him time. He said, look, they're all learning. For rookies, they need to get used to the speed of, speed of the game, but I'm very pleased with how they're working on a daily basis, and we see a lot of things through competition so far, and it was only the second day in pads. This was only the second day in pads, and this is what he said about offensive tackle Matt Pert. I think there is a great chance he is the starting right tackle by midseason. Uh, they said they are not going to start him as of now. Uh, they're because I, I can't think of the guy's name, but the swing lineman, they brought over the swing lineman from the Patriots, and it sounds like he's going to stick with familiar familiarity at least at the start of the season. But if Matt Pert is the starting right tackle by the end of, this, end of the season, that won't surprise me at all. They, it sounds like they really like this guy. Next pick, Darnay Holmes, cornerback out of UCLA. I thought they passed on some better corners, honestly, for a guy that, had a better athletic profile. So Darnay, he was, you could just look at him on tape and be like, yeah, this guy can run, but he wasn't the most technically refined corner. I thought they passed on a few more technically refined corners, but he's been progressing really well. He's a lot better than I thought too. And that's exactly what you want to hear. You want to hear that the guys you took a chance on are doing well and that your front office knows what they're doing when they're drafting. He's doing a really good job adjusting to the speed of the game. I guess that's why they got him a guy with a really good athletic profile. He's having a good, uh, easier time transitioning to the speed of the game. And in an interview, Darnay said, it's, it's not about a battle of flesh and blood, but it's really a battle between your ears, which is your mental state. And I agree, wholeheartedly agree. I think he's right. Uh, when your athleticism fades, all you have left are the fundamentals and IQ. And paying, it's paying off so far. He's made some IQ plays in practice. His coaches are taking notice, clearly, and they're giving him high praise. And clearly, if Antoine Bethea can go out there with no athleticism, with just fundamentals and good football IQ, then Darnay Holmes with a great athletic profile, and he's understanding what it takes to be in this league, I think he'll go out there and be pretty good for you guys.
And even if he struggles a bit in year one, I think you've got a good pick in Darnay. Next pick, Shane Lameau, guard out of Oregon. They're, he's being tried at center right now. They're just trying a couple things out with him right now. But he's getting some pretty high praise for a late-round pick for how nasty he is in practice. He's getting a Mahler reputation. And you really want guys with Mahler mentalities, even if they're not even if they're not super polished in year one, if you got a Mahler mentality, that means you're ready to go at all times. You, you want to go out there and prove that you can you can be better and that you are better and that you can go out there and be a star. You, you want a guy that's nitty-gritty like that. Reports from bit, beat writers out of camp suggest he's earning that reputation and even from his teammates, not just the coaches, and that he's been really fun to watch. He's not backing down from any challenges at all. And that's exactly the kind of guy that Colombo and Judge want up front. Next pick, Cameron Brown, Penn State. A little bit of a learning curve for Brown here, uh, but that's expected. He was already a raw prospect, and now they're just asking him to do some more complicated things. So when you're already a raw prospect coming out of college, there's no way anybody is expecting you to adjust to the game super quick and contribute immediately. So no red flags here. It's okay. Um. He had to run some laps, which I thought was pretty, pretty funny. When you uh, look at the quote that the coach said to him when he had to run laps, he dropped a pick and the coach got all up in his face and he said, hey, man, do you not like nice things? I think it's pretty funny. It doesn't sound funny out loud when you think about it. But when you drop a pick and a coach gets in your face and says that, it, I don't know. Maybe my sense of humor sucks, but regardless, it's cool. Even though we chewed him out, he came back around and said, nah, we just want our rookies to be as good as they can. Uh, next pick, Carter Coughlin, linebacker out of Minnesota, in the exact same boat, but without the mistakes. Uh, it's expected that Coughlin will evolve into a rotational outside linebacker, given how much veteran depth they already have ahead of him. But the Giants are definitely giving him opportunity, and he is impressing so far. He hasn't made any incredible plays, but he hasn't done anything bad. So that's the news on Carter Coughlin. Next pick, TJ Brunson, linebacker, South Carolina, fighting for a roster spot currently. But he is impressing and making plays and practices when he is getting the chance. Uh, he had the hardest hit of the day last Friday in an inter-squad scrimmage. So I'm sure coaches are paying close attention to him. And... He's probably one of those guys that stock is going up and his chance of making the 53-man roster is pretty good right now. Uh, Chris Williamson, next pick, cornerback, Minnesota. Um, this is probably a guy that might not have made the 53-man roster if De the DeAndre Baker incident never happened and then if Sam Beal didn't opt out of the 2020 season. But now there's plenty of holes to be filled in the Giants secondary, especially now that Xavier McKinney is hurt. So that's three spots that are available. So it's likely that Williamson makes the roster because they, they they need as much depth as they can get with all these injuries. And given that there has been no, T, uh, no OTAs, no rookie minicamp, and teams are just now getting into the swing of things, hopefully there's no more injuries. But in the event that there are, he'll probably make the roster just in case they need the depth. And then Tay Crowder, Mr. Irrelevant, linebacker out of Georgia. Right there with TJ Brunson making plays, trying to carve out a spot on the roster. He's in the exact same practice as Brun and in the exact same practice 
that TJ Brunson had the hit of the day. Tate Crowder made a great play a couple of plays before, just absolutely blowing through the offensive lineman and getting through the backfield to Wayne Gowman and pretty much stuffing the play. Uh, you couldn't tell if it was behind the line of scrimmage or if he met him at the line of scrimmage, but he's making plays, and that's honestly all that's important. And he is leaving a good impression on teammates and turning the heads of coaches for now. Great, great pick with Mr. Irrelevant right there. Uh, it sounds like this is a pretty good draft class. Initially, I think I had a B grade or a B plus grade on this draft class um, with the way everything is shaping out. I think I have, I think I gave it a B plus because of the Matt Pert pick. Cause I didn't know what they were going to get from Matt Pert and they already had Nate Solder, but now with the things evolving the way they have, this is, this is looking like an AA plus draft. Not going to lie to you. We'll see how they turn out by the end of the season. We'll see if we can revisit it, but as of now, great draft class. Uh, hopefully this was informative enough for you. You have a good picture of where your rookies are heading into the season. Uh, this has been Miles Wilson, and this has been the Judge McCall Podcast. I'll see y'all later.